Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. everybody. This is uh, Jimmy, and um, I am so excited this morning uh, to be talking with Caleb Seibert. Yep, that is another Seibert, uh, my son, uh, who is here working in D.C., helping lead our new church plant. And uh, man, just we, last night, we had an incredible night mm-hmm. of worship and prayer and just being together with a bunch of young adults who are, who are in the city that are gathering and are uh, becoming a part of a people that we call Antioch, D.C. And I thought it'd be good this morning, just, Caleb, I'd love to just hear from you. What are you, what are you excited about that's going on currently in the D.C. plant? Uh, then we'll talk a little bit about the history of how this whole thing got started, but just take us into the now. What are you excited about right now? Yeah, um, well, like you said, I mean, I'm excited just about last night. God is, <laughs> God is on the move. Um, and, you know, one of the passages we've prayed into this church since the very beginning is in Psalm 68, 6, where it says that he sets the lonely in families. Yep. Um, and you've mentioned this on the podcast before, I think. But uh, D.C. is, depending on who you ask and what survey you look at, the number one or number two loneliest city in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've been here about a year and I think you can sense that the longer you're here, you bump into people who have lived here three, four years, um, but still don't feel like they've found a community. And I think in the midst of, I mean, God's moving, we're seeing miracles, we're seeing people saved and healed and delivered. But, um, but the most consistent testimony I hear is I never thought I'd find a community like this in the mm-hmm. city. I never thought I'd find a family like this. I had a, um, a guy come up to me yesterday um, who had, has lived up in Maryland for a while, and he, he came up to me after a life group, and he said, I want you to know this is an answer to prayer. Uh, he said, I, I've visited a bunch of churches. He goes, some have a you know, great Sunday service, or he said a great choir, which we don't have right now. But it's coming. <laughs> hey, it's coming. It's right. coming. Uh, you know, or, or they, they really have everything put together. But he said, but the thing I noticed from the first time I walked in here was community. He said, the community, I've never seen anything like it before. And that's why I'm coming back. Um, and that is not an abnormal story. We hear mm-hmm. that almost every week. Right. Um, and I think it's just the beauty of the church being the church. And, you know, we say this all the time, but it really is the simple things of the kingdom mm-hmm. that are reproduced and reproducible all around the world, you know, mm-hmm. from the jungles of Indonesia mm-hmm. to Washington, D.C., to Waco, Texas, where we're from, uh, they still work. Right. And that blows yep. my mind that mm-hmm. we get together, we share testimonies about what God's doing. We thank him mm-hmm. for actually coming and being near his people when we call on him. We worship, we get in the word, we hold each other accountable to live it out. Yep. And those little things are changing people's lives. Not because mm-hmm. we're doing anything extraordinary, but just because we're doing simple things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I was uh, actually talking to uh, one of our young adults as well, um, working here in the city, and uh, she was not familiar with us before she got here. And the exact same conversation. Yeah. She said, man, we are family. Like, uh, I got yeah. 
I'm meeting with this group tomorrow night. We're doing this, doing that. And she said, I, I just, when I talk to friends at work or in the city who are lost or don't feel that they're connected to anything or anybody, I'm just like, man, uh, you need to join our community. Yeah. Even if you don't want to be saved, <laughs> just, just be a part of yes. healthy, life-giving, uh, joy-filled people. Yeah that really enjoy being together and of course uh, the presence of God uh, is is very real and tangible and, uh, and and I agree you know I think everybody's looking for family because we're made for family right. and when we provide anything that looks like family there's just health yep. you know yep. um, so just kind of lay out what are kind of the rhythms that you guys are doing family here in the yeah. city what does that look like what what's what's discipleship look like right. what's life group look like what are you what, and then actually i want us to talk a little bit about where we're gathering these days mm. like start with what's the what's the rhythms look like yeah before i answer that question i got to yeah. share one other testimony please from, from yesterday yeah, go. so we had a guy visit our life group for the first time last night and afterwards uh, i was talking to uh, a guy who's been uh, really a core member of our church since we started. And uh, he, he said he was sitting by this guy during just introductions in life group where go around, say your name, where you're from, and you know answer some sure. funny question. And uh, he said during introductions, the guy turns over to my friend whose name was Hunter and said, there's something different about these people. Like mm-hmm. said it out loud immediately. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I, you know, I haven't seen this. What, what is this? Mm-hmm. And we got so encouraged because we're in the middle of the series on kingdom culture yeah. and we've been talking about, you know, culture is kind of an intangible thing. Right. It's, it's a set of common values and characteristics that, you know, people in a certain community or family hold, but it also is like, you can't put your finger on it, but you know sure. it when you see it. Yep. And we've been praying that, you know, Acts 4, we'd be seen as those who have been with Jesus. Yes. And, uh, and it is amazing to me that just in introductions, we didn't even make it to vision for life group worship the word and this guy's leaning over saying there's something different about these yes. people and that's an answer to prayer so it is, absolutely. Uh, and i think to me it's just uh you know kind of confirmation that uh if we're building family yeah people feel it it becomes yeah, magnetic right. and it pulls them in and then they encounter the love and transformation of jesus and you know all those things that that set them up for a lifetime it, that reminds me of like acts 2 42 through 47 right. where it said everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, mm-hmm. and, and uh, people just stepped into it, right? right? right. Uh, and then it said at the in forty seven, in the midst of that community, people were being added day by day. Mm-hmm. Those who were being saved, yep. it, it didn't. It didn't. It wasn't like some huge evangelistic effort. Right. It was being the people of God, alive and healthy and well. Uh, invited people into an environment of what is that? Yes. And then it's easy to say that yes. is Jesus. This is that you need him. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So our, uh, our rhythms of what we've been doing since we got up here. So, uh, yeah. when we started the church, um, we started it with you know, a similar vision to all of our churches yeah. saying that life group or house churches are the heartbeat, the core of what right. we do. And it's especially unique to this city because it's so spread out and a building is, is so expensive. Um, right. and, and part of our vision here was we want to learn how to do this bivocationally. We want right. the workplace to be the primary mission field for us. Right. Um, 
So it's just a little bit different. So yeah. we had to start with, okay, our life groups are going to be the core and everything's going to flow out of that place. Uh, and Sundays for us are just a celebration of what God's doing in our life groups throughout the week. Um, so that's where we started. We started with a, a simple life group, uh, me, a guy named Ben Fain, um, and a girl named Constantina Hug. Uh, in June of 2018, just started gathering some people and right. doing the simple things. We would cast the same vision every, literally every week. We would sure. say Acts 2, 42 to 47. We'd right. read through it. This is who we want to be. And we're people that center around three main values, encounter, right. disciple, and mission. And we would always line out what that meant. Encounter means every person spending time with Jesus on a daily basis, yep. getting a personal encounter with Jesus. And when we get together, we encounter him and his presence and that transforms us disciple we want everyone to be a disciple first and foremost of jesus right. a disciple of somebody else in a discipleship relationship mm -hmm. and also making at least one other disciple we'd obviously love to see many um, but everyone making at least one disciple uh right. in the city in their workplace and then mission uh living on mission both for the unreached we always carry that we want to sure. uh, love and and contend for what God's doing among the unreached. But for us, it was also equipped with a mission and a plan to reach your workplace for the glory of God. Um, so those are the things we'd say every single week. And it's right. been fun as we've built out because we've built our structures and systems around that. So we have discipleship, you know, just like we do at all of our churches or all around the world. Sure. Um, meeting up on a weekly basis, asking those simple questions. Hey, how's your time with God going? Anything you need to confess or repent of? Who are you reaching out to? How can I hold you accountable? Let's get in the word together. So we just do that. Um, and we talk about living on mission. We go out sometimes and do outreaches in the city. Um, we look for opportunities in, in our workplace to, to reach people um, and do trainings around that. Um, and then we gather together on Sundays. And uh, you you asked about to explain what's happening sure, on Sunday. So this sure. is really exciting. Yeah, we've we've awesome. been meeting first in a house uh, for a while. And then we all agree that we... Uh, actually met above a Starbucks um, uh -huh. for a few weeks. And we've had this really cool relationship with these incredible people up here that have been running David's Tent, which right. is a 24-7 uh, worship and prayer tent on right. the National Mall that's been going since September of 2015. So right. over over three years, almost four years coming up, uh, nonstop. They, they, the song has right. not stopped. Um, and through kind of this unique series of events, we've built a relationship with them. They're just so pure-hearted, so incredible, and uh, they offered us uh, to offered to allow us to meet in David's tent on National Mall every Sunday for the rest of the month. Way to go! So from ten to twelve, every single Sunday, we are literally right in the heart of the National Mall, mm -hmm. worshiping, praying, exalting Jesus, and like we always say, celebrating what God's been doing throughout the week. That is awesome. So when you guys. Uh, so if people are trying to find you guys on a Sunday morning, how do they, what was the easiest way to explain that? Um, so if you know DC, uh, the National Mall runs from the U.S. Capitol all the way down to the Lincoln Memorial. Um, and it's kind of this green strip. Right. Um, so there are, everybody kind of knows where that is. There's two main roads, but there's a street called 7th Street that right. cuts right across the middle. And if you go to 7th and the corner of the mall, the tent's pretty impossible to miss. Yes, um, big white so, tent for Jesus. That's right. So, hey, you know, I think it's really cool. Uh, we uh, had a chance to meet with Jason Hersey, who leads yeah. that, and has really laid his life down and made a way for all of us uh, here in D.C. 
And I thought it was so cool because uh, in 90, 1991, we started planting churches uh, with YWAM and uh, Jason's with YWAM and they're the ones who carry that vision, carry that heart. And I thought, man, how cool it is that how we started is where we're still partnering with these like-hearted, like-minded friends, uh, where they bring so much of the zeal and the passion and the hunger and the abandonment. And and hopefully we agree with that and jump in there with them with that. But we also get a chance to be church, do church and, Mm -hmm. and uh, express family and church here in the city. So man, I am so excited about what's happening here. And, um, Looking forward to all that's uh, ahead of us. I will just say maybe one last thing is that, you know, I've been coming in and out of D.C. a lot since 1998. In the open heaven, if yeah. you will, or the openness of people to the gospel, the sense of the presence of God, the mm-hmm. sense of the, the work of God, it's a now time. Yes. And I think everybody that's been around for years feels that, expects that. And, uh, man, whatever you do, pray that... Uh, Washington, D.C. would be a place where the glory of God dwells, where men and women connect to the heart of God and are transformed and sent out around the world to see his kingdom come and his will be done. Amen. 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 Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.